How do you do a hello without sounding awkward? Hi guys. <laughs> uh, not like that. Welcome to the Wedding People podcast with Rihanna Elizabeth and Rebecca Brennan Brown. Rebecca and I are wedding and event planners, and we wanted to create a little place that we could talk about the stresses, emotions, and process behind planning a wedding. So if you're planning a wedding, if you're helping someone plan their wedding, or if you just generally are interested and maybe need a bit of help and guidance, then keep listening and I'm sure we will do our best to try and help. In reality though, we might just end up badgering on because that's what we tend to do every single day. So it's in advance. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes podcasts and subscribe. It really helps us get pushed up the chart and make it easier for other brides and grooms to find our podcast. Let's go! So today's episode is going to be a little bit different from the ones that we've done uh, prior to this. We're going to start with our High Five Fridays and then move into a Q&A episode. Mm. But to explain to you what High Five Fridays are... We need to come up with a jingle for High Five Fridays. Mm-hmm. You start. Ding, 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 ding. Come on, I'll do the background music. Ding, ding. The high five Fridays. Ding, 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 ding. <sighs> You're not working with me, Becca. <laughs> I'm not working with you, correct? Fine. Um. <laughs> anyway, high five Fridays. We are going to shout out and talk about people that we've seen recently that we love and want to share with you. That's all it is. That's all it is. So number one on the list is either Lendl or Lendal. Lendl. So yeah. If you go on our Instagram, you'll see a picture of a wedding dress. It is absolutely stunning. Just gorgeous. Spent so long on Instagram the other day. Uh, it's based in LA. Yeah, it does really kind of feminine, romantic, sexy, sleek dresses, um, as well as some beautiful embellished ones. And it's Eva Lendl, L-E-N-D-E-L. Number two. Thorpe Manor. It's a beautiful wedding venue in Banbury, Oxfordshire. And they got in contact because they sent through a beautiful little breakfast kit which had homemade granola and almond milk, which was a kind of first week back at work treat, which was really great. I really loved that. Um, And I went and checked their website out and I love the venue. It's so beautiful. It's in the middle of gorgeous countryside and it's beautiful kind of stone brick building with beautiful interior so definitely go and check it out because they're available for weddings and private stays and corporate events as well it looks very nice it is very lovely it's very pretty mm. uh number three hobbycraft hobbycraft i spent a really long time in hobbycraft this week um <laughs> productive yeah. week yeah i've been to hobbycraft twice this week it's not okay i've got an addiction <laughs> um and they've got a really good little wedding section. It used to be tiny, and now it's got, like, three whole rows. There's tons of stuff there. Oh. From, like, little laser-cut cake toppers that are really cute, bridal sashes. What else they got? Loads of, like, greenery stuff. Greenery Just stuff? Just loads of bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. I love a bit and bob. Yeah, they're really good. I wanted to buy it. Not all of it? Yeah, I'm not getting married, but I want it. So, the Hobbycraft. I love getting lost in Hobbycraft. I could spend like five hours in there and usually I end up coming out with like a gold glitter pen and a paint by numbers. Four. Babouche. I love the name. Babouche. Yeah. Asha at Babouche. She is a wedding... Well, she's just... Asha's a calligrapher. Yeah. Um, but she also does 
the most beautiful wedding stationery, handmade paper, letterpress, and she's got great collections on her website. And she's going to be my wedding stationery designer. And I'm working with her because she's working on um, an illustration for our monogram. Yay. Cute. I know. I, I use Asha all the time for literally everything because I love her style and the way that she does things. I've used her for calligraphy before as well and her modern style. I love it. Mm. So we love you, Asha. Did you not go to one of her? I went to a calligraphy class that she did and it was oh. so much fun. Mm. And now I'm an expert calligrapher. Are I'm you? Not, You're no. not, no. <laughs> Last but not least, Hedges and Flowers. Yay! Alice at Hedges and Flowers is an incredibly talented florist. Mm. She is a startup. We love to support startups. And her talent and style is amazing. Yeah. I don't think her style is the same as any other, particularly London florist. Yeah. I think she's got a really unique style. She's really talented, really good at what she does. So, yeah. I love her kind of, it's not too structured what she does. I mean, she can do anything you kind of give her, but I love her wild style mm. in the sense of that flowers, I feel, should be in a natural state. And I think that she creates that. She's very good. Use Elise and let her pick what she does. She's very good. The end. The end. Bye. No, (laughs) No, I'm joking. Those are our high five Fridays. High five Friday. No. Okay. (laughs) If you Um, have any jingle ideas, please send them through. Second part of this podcast today is going to be a QA. and a So I've been harassing people on Facebook and Twitter and all sorts of things, asking them for their questions that we might be able to help you with. And we also see a lot of forums um, with people who are getting married with their questions. So we thought we might just have a look at some of these forums and pick out some questions that are commonly asked mm-hmm. and do this every now and again. Yep. If there's anything that you would like to ask us and you'd like our help with, please contact us at the Wedding People Podcast on Instagram Ooh. or on email at the Wedding People Podcast at gmail.com. Ooh, Did you like that? I that was like good, that. Wasn't it? That's so good. There's one I want to start with. Real or fake flowers? This Ooh. is definitely going to be an opinion thing. Real Ooh. or fake flowers? Um, we will cover this in more detail in our floristry episode when we bring on a florist who's going to discuss this in more detail. But I actually this weekend went out and bought a whole bunch of fake flowers. And I love the look of them. I know. Silk flowers. Silk flowers. So I think that if you're going to get fake flowers, I think to get good ones, they will basically cost you similar amounts to the real ones. Yeah. And in which case I would just get real. Yes. Um, But each their own. You can get some really, really good ones. um, But I, I feel like fake flowers should really only be used when you're in an environment that won't allow you to use real so if you're kind of working in a venue that's quite restricted with um where you know you can't have like vases or you can't have oasis used because of protection of whatever and i know that if you're having kind of hanging flowers especially in a hot climate mm. fake flowers do work in your favor because they won't die quickly yeah. So I think it depends on circumstance, but if you can have real flowers, I would always suggest going for real. Yeah. Next. Next. Thank you. When do you send Next. out save the dates? Oh, say that again. When do you send out save the dates? I'm itching to send mine out. I'm trying to send mine out now. 
roughly how long in advance would you say well i'm sending yeah i'm sending mine out in the next four weeks hopefully and i'm getting married in 2020 june but that's mainly because i've got a lot of people flying and coming from abroad so there's lots of kind of like wedding timelines that you can download that can help you know when you're supposed to do certain things i think the usual is that they say between nine and 12 months send out your save the dates and then four to six etc you can send out your invites i mean they all vary slightly mm-hmm. unless you're having a, a short lead time a short lead time to a wedding then you would send them well you wouldn't send out a save the date you would just send out your invite mm-hmm. next next um, how do you decide on what date your wedding should be? Now, I think whew, that, okay, we're going to try and keep these answers quite brief, I think, for now, are we? No? Yeah, I think it depends, unless there's a question that we really want to go into detail on. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it quite brief. Yeah. Um, how do you decide on a date? So I think you should think about, right, puppies here again. So if we get distracted and start making cute noises, it's because puppy's here. He's cute. He just woke up and did a stretch. Mm-hmm. To decide on a date, I think you should work out what season you like. That's the easiest way to do it. So do you want to get married in the summer, winter, spring, autumn? Would you look at dates that are important to you? Like, do you want to get married on your birthday? Do you want to get married on the day you first met? That yeah. Kind of thing? I think, unless you have a specific date in mind, I think yeah. I think the seasons thing is, in, is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. If um, you can be flexible, that's good, because if you've got a venue in mind... Yeah. And you can be flexible with the date around the venue, that'd be good. Yeah, taking into consideration that, you know, peak seasons such as spring and summer are going to be quite expensive. Um, I don't think there's any kind of key you must set a date this way. I think it just depends on what works best for you. So don't try not to pressure, put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Question from Twitter. What song will we have as our first dance? Me and you when we get married. (laughs) Me and you? What should we have? I I imagine maybe you don't want to tell people that. (sighs) We don't even have one. You don't? We don't have a song. Like, we're not one of those couples who have a song. And I try, I'm one of those girls who looks through Spotify, finds a really nice song, sends it to Oliver, and I'm like, this is our song now. But no, we don't have a song. Um, <laughs> so you don't know what yours is going to be? No, and I think we liked the idea originally of doing something kind of looser than drossy, something that we can maybe move a bit more to rather than slow. But then yeah. he, he likes Ben Howard. Uh-huh. Um, but I just think it's a little bit too depressing. I, I love Ben Howard, yeah. but it's a bit like moody. Yeah, it is quite moody. But that could be cool. I love a John Legend first dance. Yeah. I think a lot of people, unless you don't have a special song, just go on Spotify and listen to loads of different things and see what you both like. Mm-hmm. We've picked ours. You've picked your... What the hell? You're not even engaged and you have a song. I don't even have a song. <laughs> what, do you... what is yours? Uh, something like Happiness by the Maccabees. But that's just because we like it. I really want my future husband to go dress shopping with me. What are your thoughts? This is interesting because I watch a lot of <laughs> bridal programs like Say Yes to the Dress. Yeah. And a lot of them, some women bring their um, partners with them. Mm-hmm. I tell Oliver everything. And because of the job I do, I show him everything because I yeah, get excited. Same. And I don't think I could keep it a secret from him. I don't think I'd want him to come with me to the dress trying on. I'm not against them seeing the dress before the wedding. Is that, is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. It's each to their own, isn't it? I don't think I would want someone to see my dress before the wedding. I might, yeah. Equally, I'd probably... It is important for me to think that 
to know, oh, this is totally against my own strong independent woman thing. But I want, it is important for me, for him to think that I look nice. So, yeah. for example, if he hated ball gowns, I wouldn't get a ball gown. Oh, see, I would. So there's a dress I love. And Oliver thinks it's like a Beyonce dress, hence Beyonce. And he's like, you can't wear something like that, it's stupid. I was like, oh, where the hell, what I want, mate. Like, if I want to come down wearing a pink tutu, then I will. I mean, I won't, but I will wear what I want. So I don't, for me, that doesn't have any influence. Yeah, see, that's, that's, I'm surprised at us there. I thought we would be the other way around, but there we go. Yes, yeah, um, So I've shown him, like, pictures of dresses and stuff. And I would do that, show him pictures of dresses and be like, do you like this? Do you think this is nice? Mm. But I wouldn't show him the picture of the dress. Yeah, maybe I'd change my mind. But at the moment I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Because I think you can show someone a dress, but when you're in it on the wedding day, it's because you get like jacked up, as they say. And you've got your veil on and your makeup and your hair. Yeah. It's very different to seeing a dress on a model that you see on a website. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. For ceremony music, we're only having a single violinist. I'm worried that this isn't going to be enough. Opinion, please. I think that's perfect. Beautiful. I've just done that for a wedding, actually, yeah. outside wedding in Paris. I think singular musicians are really nice because you don't, like, blur the sound with anything else. You get, like, this really crisp, like, just pure sound. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Is anyone tanning before their big day? Do we want to talk about that? Tanning? Yeah. Well, luckily I'm already a little bit tanned. Would you tan? Hell yes. (laughs) I was supposed to have pictures taken today. And genuinely, when I got dressed this morning, I thought, oh my God, I'm so pale. I perfect tan every week with that veil and I haven't done it this week and I feel like a ghost. (laughs) I think it's each to their own. Again, I think if you want to tan, you tan. Yeah. Just make sure it's a good one that doesn't get on your dress. I'm thinking of making the splurge to get a videographer for my wedding. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's worth the expense? You have a strong opinion on this. I do, because I, well, we, I, decided from the very beginning that we didn't want a videographer. We'd just get a very good photographer. And then as I started looking into this, it's something that I do encourage my brides to invest in if they can afford it. Only because it is what you get left with. But videography is not cheap. So if you can do it, you want to kind of make sure that you can do it using someone great. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to, well, yeah, we're going to get one. Okay. I'm just trying to find one because there are all so many, so many different styles. And we just want something for highlights. Like we don't want like a whole full day. Yeah. But I do think if you can afford it, it's a great thing to have. Yeah. But if it's out of your budget, you know, stick to the to a good photographer. Yeah. I, I would completely agree with that. Um, It's not like high up there. On, it, it falls in a nice to have agree for me yeah um rather than a necessity but it would be nice to have and i agree like a show reel kind of thing yeah is nice rather than like a full um, speech yeah. yeah i've got so many thoughts in my head about my wedding and how i want it to look but i don't know where to start um oh, it, yeah it can be very overwhelming i think the best it depends on the individual but i think a good place to start is as a couple sitting down and talking about what you both would like at your wedding together and also sitting down and talking about, okay, well, this is what we like, what can we afford? Mm -hmm. And then kind of doing it that way and filtering in the things that you like within your budget. Yep, completely agree. I spoke to someone about this the other day who was kind of similar in that she had a lot of ideas going around in her head and didn't really know like which ones to pick and... Mm. 
what I do to go for because when you're looking at so many different colour scheme options and all of that sort of thing um, it can get a bit overwhelming and personally for me it works really well to get that information out of my brain yeah it makes me so much less stressed as soon as that information's out of my brain and onto a bit of paper or Mm. onto a spreadsheet or onto wherever it needs to be just need to get it out of my head and written down somewhere so I said to her like get a whiteboard and make sections for your ceremony your reception that whatever the other headline areas are that you've got all these ideas for food whatever write them all down and start wiping things off as you change your mind and eventually you'll be left with what you want yeah I think that's a good place to start I think it is and I also think that mood boards are great like pulling images of things that you like are great but sometimes Pinterest and Instagram and all of the other kind of directories and websites can get a bit overwhelming so I would suggest doing something like go out together with maybe a little notepad yeah and talk about to each other what you like before you start getting caught up in all of the stuff that's available online because then I think it can be overwhelming because you start to lose track of what you want because you see so many different things so talk together about what you both see before that happens I agree I've just seen a post that says it's a meme thing that says me we have a really tight budget and are trying to be budget conscious also me oh my god we should get a live painter to paint a scene from our wedding (laughs) so true Uh, funny. I've had my colour scheme completely sorted for months and my future husband has just shown me a suit which doesn't match anything. What should I do? Oh, well, this is tricky because Oliver sent me over something really bad that I didn't like. Right. And I was like, no, mate, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, oh, it's maybe you could kind of revert it by showing the colours to him. And saying, what about if we look for something similar in style, but that is more in keeping with these colours? So you're not kind of offending him or saying no. You're just trying to redirect him back to the style of the rest of the wedding. Yeah. I think if it's the only thing that he's asked for, it's not just... It's not one person's wedding. It's two people's wedding. And so I think you have to be flexible, as annoying as it can be. Mm. I think you have yes. to be a little bit flexible. Yeah, but you do. You I, do. I, I think you have to be a little bit fit, flexible if it's your only reason is because it's ruining your colour scheme. If, like you, you hate it and you're like, oh, I don't know, though, because you just said that you wouldn't change your dress because he didn't like it. Yeah, I Double know. standards, mate. Double standards. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things that you would get on your must-capture list for your photographer? Family shots for me are really important. Mm-hmm. Reaction shots. Na- yeah, I love reactions. Obviously. Just catching people. For me, I really want a, a veil shot. I want to be one of them. I do. Yeah. Um, if I get a veil. Yep. And I definitely want lots of pictures with my mum and dad. <sighs> I think it depends. Anything of sentimental value. Yeah. Stuff like that. If and my... any like tiny details you've got a bit in. Yeah. Think about it though. Dining really tables. Think about it. Dining tables to me are important. I want those pictures taken. I think it's really important to think about it because I've done it a few times on events where I've not had the pictures back that I wanted, but it's because I didn't ask them because I didn't think about it enough in the first place. Yeah. So you need to like almost assume that they're not stupid, but it's better to cover all bases. Yeah, I think it's really good. You can get loads of downloadable sheets for um, kind of wedding shot 
lists, um, like the key ones, and then you can just tweak and change them depending on the kind of wedding you're having. Yeah. Who are you having for your as your ring bearer if you don't have a best man? I dog. Think, yeah. <laughs> I'm having Murphy. I've had a dog. Hell yeah, I'm all up for that. Um, oh, I think it just depends on who you feel would be the best person to do it who's like close to you. Yeah. Some people have kids that do it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, some people do. They have like their children or nieces and nephews or cousins. Anyone that you think is best for that role, you, you pick it. Some people even may ask their dad or their grandfather or yeah. uncle or something. How many colours should you choose for your colour palette? As many or as little as you want. Yeah. That's my opinion. <laughs> I think so. Personally, I think it's good to have five. Ooh, bear with me here. Okay. I realise that sounds like a lot. So I would go probably two dark, if you're having darker colours, mm. two dark, one that sits in the middle somewhere, and then two lighter colours. One of the lighter colours should be a neutral, so like a white or cream, a cream ivory. natural tone. Okay. I think that's quite a good way of sort of working it out for darker colours. If not, otherwise, when you're working on three colours, I would always do one neutral, one pop of colour, and then another kind of more yeah flatter colour. I mean, I think if you want to say how many should you have, again, it depends on what you want. But usually working between three and five can be quite nice. Yeah. Um, Because you get a good kind of variation that work well together. Mm -hmm. Um, I created a mood board for myself like a few months ago. And I'm very aware that we've still got quite a lot of time. So that that opinion might change. But although I was using lots of different kind of spring colours, a lot of what I was pulling was kind of blues, like muted blues and lilacs and pinks mm-hmm. with kind of like cream. So I was working along that kind of colourway. Can someone please help me understand the difference between what happens at an engagement party and a bridal shower? Rihanna, can you help her understand that? Engagement party just tends to be a celebration that you've just got engaged. So you have like all of your family and your friends there traditionally. You have it at your house or you can have it anywhere you want. You can. Some people decide to have a, a big engagement party. But it's pretty much just inviting everyone to say, hey, I'm engaged. Um, some people bring along gifts for you. Yeah, so it's usually family and friends. Your bridal party, your bridal shower, tends to just be your bridal party and close girlfriends. Yeah, I um, think so. But then that's when we were talking about previously in traditions and certain things like that can be mixed. In our opinion, you can have close friends. It doesn't just have to be the girls, which no. I think very much traditional, the bridal, bridal, bridal shower is yeah. just you and your girls. So it's more usually more of an intimate thing. But then you've got your bridal shower and your hen do. Yeah. They're quite American things, though, aren't they? Yeah. Like, it is becoming this big old thing that, like, you don't need three pre-wedding events, do you? Or four, well, including the sad do. Well, I quite like the idea of that. No. <laughs> I, well, so I wouldn't be having a bridal shower. But a bridal shower is kind of where you have a smaller gathering and then they kind of bring the gifts that yeah. you might find handy, like little bridal hampers or kind of little things that you might be able to wear on your wedding day, little pamper gifts. Yeah. But then your Hindu um, is usually when you go and get trolley do mates. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, it's not. You can have a very sophisticated Hindu. Right, this one's a good one. We're meeting our planner for the first time tonight. Any advice on what to discuss and what we can cover? Should Ooh. I bring these stuff with me? Thanks for the help, ladies. Oh, definitely get some questions mm-hmm. for that planner kind of what they've done before they've got a portfolio of work is always good to see the most important thing when meeting your planner is the relationship between you and them yeah you need to gel with them 
yet because if it doesn't work for both of you it's not going to work it has to it has to work for the both of you yeah. including your your bright your wedding planner mm-hmm. um, and you'll know that I think yeah, by meeting definitely. them face to face meetings always encourage yeah. um and I think just talk about the wedding in general rather than get into detail too much about one thing yeah I agree with that have an idea of what sort of thing you want because it'll be helpful for them to know what you're looking for so they can probably work out whether your budget's reasonable and then that sort of thing. Yeah. But don't dig too heavy onto anything. Unless yeah. you think it's really important, then... I think that's a good tip as well. Try and express to your planner what your um, priorities are. Yeah. Um, that's really useful information for a planner to know. I think usually after an initial consultation with a planner, the planner should then follow up with kind of a summary of what you've talked about and mm. then also include some maybe examples in the direction that you've discussed because then you'll make sure that everyone's on the right page. Mm-hmm. Um, I do encourage um, couples to share their budget with their planner prior to meeting because then it doesn't waste anybody's time both on your side and their side because if it doesn't work budget-wise, then you could be meeting somebody who could work budget-wise. Does that make sense? Yeah, complete sense. And to be honest, with a first consultation with the wedding planner, they will probably lead the conversation. Yeah. And they'll probably lead you into talking about the things that they need to know from you. So it's just really if there's anything major that you want them to know. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, just getting a feel for each other and if you can work together. Yeah. Okay, so groom suits. My entire family is Scottish. I am not Scottish myself, but I still want to wear a kilt. Do you think this would be weird? No. I don't think so, but Do then not. this is better for you because if your family got, are Scottish. Yeah, if you've got an English accent on a man wearing a kilt. Do I think that's weird? Yeah, but many Scottish people who like, well, people who've got Scottish background don't have to have a, a Scottish accent. No, I, I would love it because Scottish weddings are so fun. I don't think it's so yeah. much more fun. So, I'd love to put Oliver in a kilt. I think they're really lovely. Yeah, I love a kilt. I think it looks great. I think it's a great showcasing their old traditions i think it's fab yeah i love it getting your own tartan okay so no so no no it's fine wear a kilt i think also have you seen tartan trousers that's a thing now oh yeah the men's i love a bit of tartan but i love it i so my mum's scottish and i would love to have so all of my mum's side of the family will be in kilts at my wedding Mm. and i probably would make my brother wear a kilt as well even though he's english yeah if there's some kind of Scottish um, tradition, um, if there's kind of like, if you've got Scottish family or it's heavily represented in, in your family, mm. definitely. And I think, is there yeah, like... Yeah, because I'll like, I'll have some thistles in my back hair, I think. Yeah, but then I'm just the kind of person who thinks you can have whatever you want. So if even if you don't have any family that yeah. are Scottish, you can wear whatever you want to wear. Do we want to? Is it odd for two brides to wear white wedding dresses? No. no. I like? think it's very common. Yeah. I see it all the time. Yeah. Go on Twitter, on Reddit, actually. There's loads. Yeah, it's very common, I think. Fine, no problem. Wear what you want to wear. Any ideas for a barn slash greenery wedding centrepiece? That's just like right. the gorgeous thing ever. I love that. So I think a lot of what's seen and people tend to move towards are kind of the tree bark kind of play settings what mm-hmm. are they called it's the wood round wood things yeah they're just tree stumps yeah um like 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 tree stumps with mason jars with kind of twine and lace is used a lot 
but there's so much more that you can you can do. You can kind of have a very wild floral arrangement which incorporates whatever season you're in. Maybe you're in autumn and you want to kind of have like burgundy wild blooms with kind of spilling foliage. You can either, with a barn, you can either take it into the rustic direction or you can take it into a very kind of classic, kind of more elegant look, I suppose, if yeah. you want. I think it really depends on the vision that you have. Some people like to use kind of like olive trees. Yeah, runners. I love a runner. And you can do a nice runner with greenery. Yeah, and you can do runners on um, round tables too. So you'll just have one runner going across the hole and down the sides. Some people just like to use kind of like loads of eucalyptus with some kind of pillar candles there or some um, kind of lanterns. Lanterns is a good suggestion. There's loads of different things you can do. Candles. So yeah, if you if you want to go for... You can either have a kind of like the runner design or you can go for arrangements. Yeah. Um, runners you can have either in like linen form or you can literally have foliage runners going down the center um, having them just greenery or you could include blooms into that um, and if you want to go for like the, the round arrangements you could have like a cluster mm-hmm. um, or you could mix that with candles yeah there's so much you can do I mean if you want to go completely different mm. I once had some hoops made Yes, you can literally do completely bespoke if you want to. I had some gold um, metal hoops made on a stand and then I covered them in foliage um, and then had the table number hanging from the middle. So it's just something a little bit different. There's loads of stuff you can do. Like just get a notepad and a pen and draw some stuff. Wedding favours, yes or no? (laughs) I love it. Yes or no? Mm. Let's try. Yes. No. Oh, (laughs) you break my heart. You're not having a favour at my wedding then. Okay, fine. It's gin. It. Yeah. <laughs> the gin that you're not going to make. The gin that I'm not going to make. If I, ch- if I don't change my mind before then. Gin from we were looking at Limoncello oh. though. Oh, nice. Making our own Limoncello. Um, no, I think they're a waste of money. And unless there's something with meaning to them, I I wouldn't bother. I think they're an unnecessary expense. I wouldn't do them for the sake of doing them, put it that way. I don't think anyone's going to grumble if you don't have them. I just love them. But I love them in a, in a kind of making it a little bit more personal way. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. But not something that your guests are just going to walk out the door and throw away. If you're doing it for the sake of doing it, don't do it. How do you feel about bridesmaid dresses being a little different but all the same colour and style? Yes. Rihanna's got crazy hands up in the air. Yes, because it's something I'm looking at as well. I like the idea of different dresses, same colour tone. And a lot of brides are also having different dresses, different colours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all for that too. I think you can do loads of different things. And we said it before... Not every dress is going to flatter everybody. No. So you're going to have to have some different types and styles and things. My ceremony and reception venue are an hour away from each other. I think that's okay if you organise transport. It's probably not ideal, but if you are really passionate about getting married in each of those venues, then I think that's fine. And do I care about you organising transport, actually, between the two? Maybe not, because if you were driving to one, then be annoying if you left your car an hour away from the other i'm currently doing a um wedding going from north london down into the center yeah and usually they're hiring um big red buses yeah so i did that i've done that before yeah and in london it can take with london traffic 45 minutes to an hour anyway to get from a to b if you've got a wedding planner don't do that it'll cause your wedding planner unnecessary heart palpitations speaking (laughs) from experience Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think if you've got some, like, coaches, coach hire can be quite cost-effective, actually, um, unless everyone's 
been told in advance that the ceremony is an hour away and they need to make their own way there, you'd probably have to include that in your invitation so that people yeah, know. Definitely. But if not, if you've got the transportation available, definitely let them know as well so they know to be prepared. Yeah. So I, when I did it in central London, we put them on big red buses and then sent them on a like touristic route around London to Love get it. from the church to the venue, Yeah, um, which was good because it gave me a little bit of time to get in an Uber and get to the reception venue from the church Yeah, um, before the guests turned up. But you just got to bear in mind you're putting people on a coach for an hour, so you might want to provide them with some sort of like a little bit of entertainment or something or a drink or something. Yeah, like little like passable games or yeah. water's always essential. I did um, have people on coaches in summer when there was a heat wave and thank God that we had water because it was yeah. very hot and sometimes coaches are old and don't have aircon. Yeah. <sighs> okay. It really seems like everyone just wants to nitpick over mine and my future husband wedding choices. <laughs> My question is, at what point can I just start telling people to bugger off? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I just want to live my life and have my dream wedding. But it gets in my way and everyone just keeps shutting me down about my wedding. Oh, that's difficult. Tell them to piss off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the opinion. I thought we were going to go in there with an emotional response. Fuck them. Yeah, well, this this is it. It's like people always have an opinion when it's your guest list, if what your colours are, yeah. or you're having that for your bridesmaid dresses. It's not your wedding. Yeah. But out. Yeah. And I get, as as planners, we get our brides tell us this kind of thing. Like, um, yeah, we get our bride and grooms tell us this, like, oh, so-and-so. And, and you can see and you can hear it in their voices that it just brings people down. If you've not got something nice to say, don't say anything yeah. at all. I remember sitting on the floor in an airport on the phone to a bride as I was about to fly to a wedding for another bride comforting her about her mum being a bit of a nightmare and feeling so sorry for her and so bad for her and like just wanting to be like able to support someone yeah and I just I honestly think you should just tell them to do one but I also completely appreciate that it's very easy for us sitting here behind a microphone with a puppy yeah. to say, tell your mum to fuck off. Because <laughs> in reality, I wouldn't tell my mum to fuck off. No. I think you've got to be honest. That's the key to a lot of it, I think, is try and be diplomatic and honest. This is the thing. So when I was arranging my guest list, my mum was like, oh, don't forget you've got to invite so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so because you went to their wedding when you were five. I was like, well, I don't remember that wedding and no, because I can't afford to have any more people. But then at the back of my mind, I'm going, I don't want to upset my mum. So mm. I think it's really difficult because you don't want to upset people, but at the same time, they're upsetting you and this is meant to be a process, a happy process for you and your partner. Yeah. I do think most of the time, if you're completely honest with people, they might kick off to begin with, but I think most people would then calm down and maybe take into account what you've got to say. And Yeah. A lot of people get excited and it's usually the initial planning stages, which is when you're probably at your most vulnerable and overwhelmed, when everyone's like, oh my God, you're engaged, you should do this and you should do that and la 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 la. And it's like, whoa, calm yeah. down please. But eventually, hopefully, people will chill yeah. out. Do you have any advice for anyone getting married abroad? My advice for people getting married abroad is don't get married abroad like have a blessing abroad don't get married like legally married yeah 
legally get married wherever you want to be. It gets really complicated to fill out all the wedding papers and that sort of information that you need to physically and legally get married abroad. Um, And you don't want a situation where you turn up for your wedding and you found out that you've not filled it in a piece of paperwork so you can't get married or something like that. Or you've not done this and you've not sent off the form in time. I think it's just so so much easier to just have a blessing ceremony abroad yeah there's a lot more um legal documents and signings of things that you have to do if you decide to just have like a symbolic um so for example you would get married over here um at registry office get it done legally and then you can get legally married abroad it's fine and it's set up to be done but it's just a lot more hassle so if you're worried about the stress of that then do it that way off yeah but if you're prepared for the legal part, fine. But yeah. just be prepared for all of the paperwork and yeah. documentation that comes with it. Yeah, definitely. Do your look- research. Yeah, I've been looking it up recently because I've just written a blog piece about getting married in Oslo, Vietnam, Vienna, a couple of other places. So I've been looking at the marriage laws around that and they're so different wherever you go. So just really make sure you know the place that you're going to and you know what those rules are. Yeah, so say for example, you're like, I want to get married in Greece. Make sure that you read up on that before you set your heart on it because then you might think, oh my God, this is too much or oh my God, I'm going to get married over here legally, then do a symbolic. Yeah. (laughs) So that was our first kind of high five Fridays and Q&A. I think it would be good to kind of do these every now and again because there's so many questions, so many different opinions and thoughts that people have and we'd love to just help you out if we can definitely so send them over to us and we will store them up and we will film another one of these we won't film we're not going to film no No. we'll record yes another one of these soon we will they're not going to be every Friday because we're both full time wedding planners yeah yeah thank you bye bye Thank you for listening to the Wedding Thinking Podcast. Rihanna and I would like this podcast to be as interactive as possible. So if there's anything you want to say or anyone you think we should know about, please get in touch via Instagram at the Wedding People Podcast or email us at theweddingpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again and we hope you can join us for our next episode.